go. All right, and welcome to Hattrick Sports Talk, our weekly Sunday post show. Back at it again for NFL Week Eight. Here with me, as always, is Brandon. How are you doing today, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good slate of games today, other than the first game we're going to talk about, which is probably one of the worst games of the year, in all honesty. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Um, and I'm going to start with a stat that they used during the broadcast. So if everyone in the NFC East goes three and three against each other, okay, everyone in the division goes three and three against each other, right? And they lose, and every single team in that division loses every other game from here on out. Guess who will win the division and what record? The Cowboys. No, the Eagles win the division with a record of four, 11, and one. Oh, my God. Which I think says a lot about the potential of this division as we go down the stretch. Yeah. Other than that, I, uh, the I, I don't even know what to make of the Cowboys. Um, what was that? Offensively, well, it was... I mean, you know, it, it's not even a question to be asked of what was that. It was more like... That's what you get when you have a third string quarterback. Uh, and who, who's a seventh round rookie. I mean, he played he, he played an FBS. Like he played an FCS, if I'm not FC, mistaken. Yeah, FCS. That's what I meant. Um he wasn't even an FBS player, like like uh I don't know. The only I think, uh, I think it was like James Madison or something. Yeah, it was James Madison, seventh round pick out of James Madison uh, this year for the Cowboys, uh, for Ben DiNucci. The only positive from this game for the Cowboys was Trayvon Diggs, who's been an excellent selection for for them. He had a couple picks today. Other than that, even on the Eagles side, their defense played well, but you expected that anyway. Yikes. I mean, honestly, for both of these teams, the, the thing is, yikes. I mean, come on. Like, Carson Wentz still made those errant throws that we see every week. And and ultimately, there's not, there's nothing to say other than this division is going to continue to get uglier and uglier every week. And it's honestly, it, it's it's some of the ugliest football I think I've ever seen. Do you agree with that? <laughs> Yeah. Um, can you repeat it for a second? I do you do you second. do you think this is the ugliest football you've ever seen? Yes. Because for me, this is. Oh yeah, no, hands down. It's it's not it's not good football. I mean, it's. I. It makes me wonder why they don't allow for flexing earlier. That is also true. They like, should have flexed this game out. It wasn't worth just, the Sunday night slot at all. Or at least flex it and say they're flexing it to save us all the trouble of watching this game. Yeah. It it's wasn't just, worth the three I mean, hours. I mean, hell, you could have put the 49ers Seahawks game in that slot and it would have been somewhat more entertaining. You could, you should have just put Steelers and Ravens in that slot and then we would have been yeah, fine. I mean, Steelers and Ravens are like 
Yeah, probably Steelers Ravens. That was the most entertaining game of the day, probably. Yeah, other than uh, the Saints and the Bears. Let's get to that uh, Ravens Steelers game. Um, thoughts on Lamar Jackson moving forward? Because I think this game said a lot about not only what the Ravens think of Lamar Jackson, but where Lamar Jackson is at in terms of his development. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, we may have been correct about him this whole time. Yeah, you um, you and Shane, I think, were 1,000% correct on him. I mean, the, the announcers hit it on the head. They were like, oh, his, his passing... Well, and I was and I was listening to, uh, who was I listening to? I was listening to the radio broadcast of the Steelers Ravens game, uh, driving home from from somewhere today, and they talked about how like the trust level is just not there with Lamar right now. Yeah. Um, in terms of his like passing, like they're in there. And they, they actually made a really interesting, smart point that I hadn't really thought about when they were they they were saying there's something missing in the offense, which I agree with. And they said they don't have that one big piece in terms of like a wide receiver to work with. And I and I thought, I mean that I mean that's fair, but at the same time, I th- I feel like that would only give him a crutch to to like hide his weaknesses and and see that's even an unfair argument because I've always made the argument that Marquise Hollywood Brown's a wide receiver one and is their top receiver and he's not having good days because for some reason Lamar's only really trusting in Willie Sneed yeah he's down the middle of the field it's not even a fair criticism because you have Hollywood Brown there and I think it's also because Willie Sneed's more veteran yeah um and also I think like you say that and like it's an interesting point there you said that hollywood brown could be like your your standout guy he is which 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 he should be with anybody with any other quarterback he would be a standout guy i mean with russell with big ben with aaron Rodgers, with anyone any quarterback it's like a quarterback is what makes a wide receiver who they are Mm -hmm. dk is made I mean, Russell. Yes, he, yes, he's an amazing athletic freak of nature who can make all these great catches. But the fact is, you have to have a quarterback who could put the ball there for you to make the catch. And historically, Russell, with guys in the second round, you know, even Tyre Lockett was a you know a pretty low pick considering his value. Now, Russell is one of those guys that quintessentially makes wide receivers better. Uh, oh yeah. Than their draft slot. Um. No, you guys were right about Lamar. I'm done with it. Um, the reality is it was funny, the play calling. The first three quarters of the game, the play calling was, okay, let's keep let's keep this thing about Lamar passing. And then the fourth quarter, especially five minutes left in the game, they just went back to the running game, and it was actually amazing. Like, like that's what's so frustrating. It's like, okay, you want him to throw because as you guys have mentioned in the past, I'm not sure about the whole injury thing, but it's definitely on their minds, right? It's definitely oh, yeah. on Harbaugh and this staff's minds of like, if we're going to pay this guy and I, I, we talked about this on the show, or I mentioned this on the show on Friday, if we're going to pay him to Sean Watson money, he's got to stay healthy for 10, 15 years. So we got to get him to throw. The problem is I, Every time I watch Lamar run or them do a read option like they did most of that fourth quarter, it's just 
perfect. But the problem is the longevity of that long term is not there. And it's, it's never yeah. going to be there. And when you're talking about teams like the Steelers, and we even talked about this with the Chiefs game, that first quarter, like these big games with Lamar, it's, it's, it's seriously becoming more and more of an issue because this was a game, yeah, it was a 10 o'clock game, but let's be honest, this was the most important game of the week by a long shot, by a mile, and he did not play well at all, especially in that first quarter, but really for the first three. Yeah, it, it honestly... It feels a little bit like the 2013, not 2013, it feels a little bit like the 2015 Seahawks. Like, Russell Wilson just basically being told, like, just... And the ball. It's it's basically like, it's yeah, literally, it's basically just like, it's like run, it's like pass, run, 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 pass, run, 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 pass, run, run. But the difference is, the difference is they're telling them to pass, 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 pass. Fourth quarter when they're behind by four, run. And let's just do the offense that actually works. The problem is it's not going to last long. And it's interesting because, like, at the time, I was like, you know why this isn't working? Because they don't have any wide, they don't have dynamic wide receivers. That's not true. Well, we did, the Seahawks did not have dynamic wide receivers. I'm sorry. Like we just did not in 2015. We had we had middle. We have not had a real dynamic set of of top tier wide receivers until this year. That is my argument. Like this is the best offensive team I've seen the Seahawks have. Yeah. In my entire career. Before but, we get to the Seahawks, yeah. let let's finish up on this with with the with the Ravens. I continuously make this argument. Continuously make this argument. The Ravens have receiving talent. Oh, yeah, it's no. Just yes, they do. Like, Hollywood Brown, let's not even forget Mark Andrews. Where has yeah. he been the last couple of weeks? That's usually Lamar's safety blanket. He's nowhere to be found, and I don't understand why. That guy's a top three tight end. It's just... Well, your quarterback kind of has to be able to hit you for you to be able to score. Yeah, like, it's just... it's Yeah. And it's bizarre, because it's like, they must have known about his passing shortcomings. When they drafted him, or yeah. Well, then he went thirty first. He went thirty first for a reason. Yeah, but do you think he? They just drafted him because they were like over the moon with his speed. I I don't know because you know, and this is I, I, I'm I'm even close to saying that I think he's regressed in the passing game because even like in his MVP year, I was like, okay, this guy has passing potential. Like it's there. Like there were games where he threw the ball well. When I look back, like Lamar was one of my favorite quarterbacks ever coming out because of the running ability, but also at Louisville, I thought he did throw the ball well. I, I, I wonder again, I really feel like, I don't even wonder this. I feel like this is true. I think that Lamar, they are just trying to make him to throw the ball because they realize that this is unsustainable long-term. So they're making him throw the ball. They're pressuring him to throw the ball because they saw potential in him throwing the ball. This is something that, again, I said last year. There, there was potential there, but I'm at a point where I'm starting to think it's actually regressed because they're trying it so much. But they need to again for him to, for them to have him for 15 years. Yeah, I, I think I would argue that they need to find a balance. They, 
they need but to find a balance ultimately, but if he can't throw 30 times, like there's going to be games where you're down by 20. There's going to be games like this one against the Steers where yeah. you're down by a good amount and you're going to have to throw. There's no such thing as a balance. He needs, he, you know, he honestly could probably benefit from talking to Russell in the offseason. Yeah. Just Aaron, like, or Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like, anyone, so yeah, many. anyone could benefit from talking to Russell. I swear that guy could end up being I when he retires, I swear that guy could start his own like quarterback psychology. Yeah. Camp. Just cause he like the man is never out of it. It's he, it's like, crazy. He's even if he's losing by twenty going into the fourth, he's like, you know what? We're not gonna we're not at least it's not over. Right. The psychology of Lamar too. Yeah. Sure. Before we get to the Seahawks, let's get to the Steelers team. The Steelers are the best team in football. Is that fair? Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, I mean, they're six and zero, so or seven and zero. So I mean, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, they're. I'll say this: they're seven and zero, and like, they have had a hard enough schedule that I can't say they're like phony and also i've watched like every single one of their games i've seen enough of them play where they're like it's a legitimate threat i legitimately believe at this moment they will be the representatives of the afc in the super bowl i'm starting to feel that too but honestly i feel like seahawks versus steelers would be such a badass super bowl yeah so here's the thing with the steelers so they so it's not only that their offense looks pretty good and they have talent everywhere. It's that like compared to the Chiefs, for instance, which I think is the other team that everyone's you know high on as they should be in the AFC. The Chiefs, their defense is developing week to week, but this defense is already solid. And what makes them even scarier? So they lost Devin Bush, and guess who they just traded for? Oh. They traded for Avery Williamson of the Jets. Mm, yeah for literally nothing they stole him for literally a fifth and a seventh so they got so they fixed their they fixed their line they made their linebackers better they lost him in bush and they picked up williams disturbing it's like it's like wow like (laughs) meanwhile they're like stacked at the wide receiver It, it the whole thing is just yeah it they're unfair it's mostly the simplest thing with me with the Steers and why I say that the best team in football, what I don't like, I think the chiefs could definitely compete with that defense, but nobody else yeah. other than the chiefs, even the Seahawks, like where I feel like they're the best team in the NFC right now. I, I don't see them competing with the Steers. I think they're like a mile ahead, just a mile ahead of everybody because that well, defense is so that, good. I would say that currently, but I'm like, I have some things to say about the Seahawks defense after today. Like I have, I have visions of them. Like I think we're going to be saying different things about them in the next, like going down the stretch into the playoffs. Yeah. And let's get to those Seahawks. I have more things to say about the Niners in this game than the Seahawks. (laughs) And and for good reason. Yeah. But I think, and, and I'll let you continue on this point again. I think we will definitely be saying different things about this defense, especially when Jamal Adams comes back. So I'll let you continue on that. Yeah. Um, I was watching this game with my dad today and we both had really good points about the fact that this is, this is a different, this was a different showing from a Seahawks defense. And like, I'm not about to 
I'm not about to hear anything about this being like a bad for like a busted up 49ers. This is a team that just kicked the shit out of the the Patriots the other week when we had a hard time with the Patriots. Like, we, well, that was different. This is a different right. Patriots team now than right. it was that time. True, but at the same time, these were our third stringers in there. Like, we were putting in basic. We were playing basically a bunch of like of of our of our young guys, new guys who had never hit the field. And they were, we had our most fumble recoveries and most interceptions we've had, we've had this whole season. I mean, hell, we had one dude who, who came, who used to be a tight end when he was at LSU, who is now a defensive end, and he got in on a tackle for us. For oh, a that's loss. right. That's Sullivan. I mean, oh my God. I remember we drafted him as a tight yeah. end. And remember, we drafted him as a tight end. He got ter- turned into a, def- into a defensive end. And he got, he got his first tackle for a loss, <laughs> and he got it on a tackle for a sack. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. So holy it was kind of crazy today, and I had a moment where I was like, holy shit, if this is how, our, if this is how these guys are going to play, imagine when we get our actual first-line defense back, and you can have – you can literally have your main guys play three quarters, and by the time you get to your fourth quarter, bam, you put in a whole new line that can play equally as good. Well, keep I mean, in mind you got uh, what is it, Geno Atkins coming in as well. True. Um, but but it, my yeah. my point be just to finish up my point. It's I I actually am of the opinion that um, the loss to the to the Cardinals I think will actually end up being one of the best things to happen this season because I think mm-hmm. it kind of gave them a kick in the ass. And every team needs a loss. I mean, every Bobby, team needs a loss. Bobby Wagner. I mean, holy God, that guy was playing like he like he had something to prove. Every team needs a loss in the NFL. It definitely changes mentality. Um, I don't see this as a benchmark game for the Seahawks. Um, I I don't care that they played well defensively. This defense right now, right now, is still a bad defense. Um, but that will change once Jamal Adams comes back and you know, once uh they bring in everyone first string, that's for sure. I'm not denying that. I don't call this a benchmark game. I don't I don't feel like I need to talk about the Seahawks defense in this game in particular. Um, what I feel like I need to discuss is how brutally bad this Niners team looks. And it is bad. I mean, it like the biggest problem I had in this game was like every every quarterback, every single one in playing the Seahawks defense has performed well this you know as you talking about this like third string Seahawks defense every quarterback has performed well but Jimmy Garoppolo why and the reason why is because he looks timid he looks like he looks like he doesn't even trust himself you know how many times have we talked about Kyle Shanahan not trusting Jimmy Garoppolo with the ball how many times did I talk about that during their their run to the Super Bowl I continuously talked about that. And then today I came to the realization is that he doesn't even trust himself to throw well, the I mean, ball. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I think, I think I said this in our show after the Super Bowl, but I said that final 10 minutes broke him. Like in the You're Super probably Bowl. probably right. Where he, he, I think he like fumbled the ball or something and he like 
got an interception and he just he basically just just threw it down the drain. And I was just like he he broke himself. And he 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 lost any trust that they had and I mean that team is just so broken. It's they, like, awful. They have no gym. Their Garoppolo's probably out for a while, which might ironically be better for them because Mullins looked pretty good. Again, um, every quarterback other than Garoppolo, including Mullins, Mullins actually performed as they should against the Seahawks defense. Yeah. Um, so Garoppolo, he's out. Kittle, gonna he's out. Week. He's going to be out next week. Uh, they're one of their uh, running backs. Another Coleman one of their running again. backs is out. Coleman got hurt again. I mean, it's just it's oh, and uh, their new linebacker, their young guy Frank, what's his face? He's hurt. Oh wait, is it Fred Warner? Did he Fred Warner? Too? Yeah, Fred he Warner. Got hurt today too. He got hurt too, but he walked off on his own on his own speed though so can we say that he's been the only positive for this team and for this Niners team in 2020 oh yeah he's looked phenomenal I mean but that's it I would say this is a GG for the Niners though I I just I don't I don't see them I mean on the I mean they're competing with a Seahawks team that as bad as their defense is right now they're gonna get better and their offense is really good. I mean, Cardinals, which Cardinals, which is just a pretty good all around team. And their offense is pretty killer. The Defense Rams, isn't that great. The Rams are just shit. Um, is that what you put? The, like, are you yeah, as? Are you Rams, still confused? I'm not confused about the Rams. I watched the Rams play the Dolphins today. I'm like, this team is pathetic. Um, you, you think they're? You just think that they're also I just, bad? I just think they're bad. I just think they're going to be one of those teams that like they're going to like kind of roller coaster us throughout the season being like they'll have like a game or two that pop up where they like surprise someone but mm-hmm. most of the time I think they're just going to lose games that they should win and just like and I like I I sat there and I was like how do you lose a game where your opponent ends up with more touchdowns off of defense than other things and then i was like oh wait a minute that was the seahawks in 2013 Um, (laughs) uh not that we're comparing the dolphins to that defense but i will say something this dolphins defense may finish top 10 yeah uh, they had had 24 points today fantasy yeah wish i'd played them (laughs) you might want to play them moving forward considering that buffalo defense that you have jeez um but honestly, this Dolphins defense looks nice, and Tua is going to continue to grow. Miles Gaskins, like this team, could be a playoff team. Are we? Are we in that spot now? So I was about to. I was. About, I was going to say. Um, my hot take uh, for this week. Oh, you put uh, it on the table for putting this. Putting it on the table for this week is. Uh, I believe the Miami Dolphins will find a way to. They will find a way to be in the playoffs this year, and I believe that they will actually win a game in the playoffs. Okay, that's maybe a bit, that's maybe the hot take. I don't think I, that's. I mean, that's my hot take. I mean, I don't. I think if you that, like 
if you really look at this Miami Dolphins team, if you look at what it's made up of, it's a team that people just kind of laugh at because they're the Dolphins. And they're like, oh, let's like nobody really pays attention to what's on this team. This team is better than people give it credit for. No, it absolutely. Has a better defensive makeup of players than people give it credit for. And its offense is actually better than I thought it would be when you really looked at look at it from top to bottom. Also, arguably, their coach is kind of killing it. Like I, I love Brian Flores. He's kind of doing a great job. I love him. So, I mean, all in all, I'm kind of loving the Dolphins now. I'm like jumping on the Dolphins bandwagon a little bit. Like I'm starting to go. Eh! <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I will say this about the Dolphins. I think they have a shot to make the playoffs. I do. I still think that I still think the Bills win that division, though. Oh, yeah. So that might be a little bit more difficult, but considering that they're seven seeds, it wouldn't shock me. I don't think they'll win a game in the playoffs, but it wouldn't shock me if they make it. Just um, as long as the Dolphins don't have to play the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Well, they would probably have, well, depending on, they probably have to play them in like the second round uh, at this point. Um, let's talk about uh, that other AFC, or let's actually talk about that matchup in the NFC, AFC, AFC East, excuse me, with the Patriots and the Bills. First, let's start with the Patriots. Do you agree with the notion that the Patriots' success, for them to be successful moving forward, it starts and ends with Cam Newton? Um, well, that's an awful lot of pressure. And if it is, and if it's, I mean, I'm going to be honest, if it starts and ends with Cam Newton, they're kind of screwed already. My question is, does it though? Uh, unless they want to go out and get a different quarterback. Yes. I mean, there's not... Because, like, they're not about to be a running team all of a sudden, you know? Like, they're not about to just be like, surprise, now we're running with Rex Burkhead. And Damian Harris actually played really well today, so they did use a bit of the running game today more than you would expect. I don't know. I just personally think that, like... (sighs) It's just he's not in a good he definitely doesn't seem like he's in a good state of mind. Yeah, I I think the main reason why I asked this question is because I I think you're right. I think state of mind is really weird because like his press conferences are always um, some of the most interesting watches in the league. Um. And he had a couple this week, one, I believe on Tuesday, where he basically said winning, winning or not winning is unacceptable in this organization, which is clear. That's that's the that's the Patriot way. And that's kind of the biggest thing he learned. But he said it so emphatically that it made me a little worried. And then today it kind of he kind of insinuated that it starts and ends with him, especially with the fumble. I, I don't think that's accurate. Because I don't even know what he has on the outside right now. Because his number one target is what? Jacoby Myers at this point. And then 
I think the running game with Harris and Burkhead has actually been pretty solid, but that's about it. I, I do think you're right in that it's a state of mind thing because these press conferences are really just like there's bizarre Camden press conferences. And then there are ones that are just like, okay, I wonder if he's actually putting too much pressure on himself, which I guess is fair in this organization. But at the same time, he doesn't have much help. Like we talked about with Brady the past couple of years, he really just doesn't have much help at all offensively. Yeah. You know, it can't be all on him. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it can't be all on him, but at the same time, if you're brought in for the amount of money he was paid. He wasn't paid that much. I mean, but. For like, one he, year. He, I mean. It's, it's incentive still, laden. Yeah. But, like, that's kind of the point. If it's, I mean, if you, you literally just said it's incentive laden, which means, like, it's incentivizing him to be the guy. Yeah. Um, so. Are you worried about the Bills? Um, For next week? Moving forward. Can they win a playoff game right now? <sighs> uh, I'm not certain. Is it this defense for you, or are you worried about Josh Allen a little bit? I'm worried about Josh Allen. He just he 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 like has he'll be like brilliant and then he'll suck. He'll be brilliant and then he sucks. It's like you don't know which Josh Allen you're getting. Um which is kind of how the whole team feels. It's like you get different versions of the same player. Of the same team week to week. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um no, I think you're right. Um here like the first the last three weeks have been like, what's up with Josh Allen? Uh but then on top of that, I think you and I both, and I'm sure you starting him in D, uh in fantasy can admit that this defense is just bad. Oh yeah, no. It's this, not it's, it's not, not even injuries. It's not injuries, right? They're just bad. Yeah, it's just bad. And it's yeah. They're, Which is weird because the last two years they were pretty good. They were top five in the league the last yeah. two seasons. So, yeah, I mean, this defense is just bad. And so it puts a lot more on the plate of Josh Allen. And yeah, they're probably going to win this division with ease as they should. But playoffs, I don't know. Uh, they're not, they're not this, uh, like, if you, we don't have that MVP Josh Allen we had the first three weeks, I think that the aspirations for the Bills to be a Super Bowl contender, let alone win a game in the playoffs, is going to be tough. That's a hard sell, I think. The Chargers had another massive meltdown today. And it's not even Justin Herbert's fault, but... Three games, what is this, the third or fourth game this year where the Chargers have been up uh, 16 or more points and they blow the lead. I don't think it's a Herbert thing. I do have some problems with this offense, but what is wrong with the Chargers right now, ultimately? 
Everything good there, Brandon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what do you think is wrong with the Chargers ultimately right now? Oh boy. Um they can't finish. <laughs> it's that simple, right? I mean, it it they've done everything else pretty well. I mean, they've held the lead, they've gotten lead, they've come back, they've yada yada yada, but like they just can't finish. They can't do that final stretch. I mean, it looked like they were going to win today, but then th- that last play, the guy, it, it's just like, y- you got to finish. The Chargers have to figure out that running game. Like, Tremaine Pope got most of the carries, and I don't think anyone expected that. Uh, yeah. We cannot, we cannot, I'm sorry. I think we need to stop. I, like, I understand, like, even with the Niners, like I said, it, they're the best committee in the league and all that stuff. I think we need to stop having running back committees in the NFL. You know, when I find hilarious about the running backs for the, about whenever I hear teams with running backs the, these days, I'm always like, oh, hey, it's an, it's, it's a long lost member of the Seahawks. Cause it's just like, Tremaine Pope. It makes me think about how many running backs the Seahawks have drafted over the last like five years. It's like (laughs) freaking Tremaine Pope, and then you have like the Bears have one, and the Giants have one, and the Jets have one, and the Packers have one. Yeah. It's like good lord. (laughs) Um, no, but but like I I feel like this whole committee thing needs to slow down. Because even with the Broncos, again, why did you sign Melvin Gordon? I I still get that signing. And it's like Josh Kelly, Tremaine Pope, Justin Jackson, like just figure out a guy. They're all really good. Just figure out one guy. And I think that offense and Herbert will actually flow a lot better. Defensively, the Chargers are kind of a mess in a matchup where let's be honest, they should have killed defensively. They should have balled out. And they did for three quarters because let's be honest, Drew Locke is not the quarterback I thought he was. Even considering that fourth quarter, I mean, he's looked awful. He's like, he's massively overcompensating. Do you feel that same way? Yeah. I mean, just a stupid dance move at the end. I mean, I was like, dude, just like shake hands and go in the office. It's like, it's. uh, He did not play well other than the fourth quarter. He played exactly the same as he did against the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm starting to sell my Drew Lock stock. It's brutal. Um, you know, this has got to change quickly, or else the Broncos might be looking for another quarterback following Peyton Manning, which is something that I know John Elway does not want to do. So they got to figure that out. Um, here's a game that was surprisingly exciting throughout: the Saints and the Bears. Um, I want to talk about the Saints right now because. I feel like, you know, we haven't talked about them too much because we kind of had an idea of what they were. But do we, though? Because it felt like Alvin Kamara was just running the show. And then we obviously don't know what this offense is going to look when Michael Thomas comes back, which will look like be next week. Um, Is it fair to say that the Saints team just kind of hasn't figured themselves out offensively? And maybe it's because we need Michael Thomas back? 
Uh, no. I, I just, I don't. Again, it's like a team that I just don't think. I just think that uh, Drew Brees, unfortunately, will not get his second ring. Um, but the flowers were nice. Um, the main thing with Drew Brees is, is I think, I think the age is starting to get to him. I really do. I feel like he's just, he's just not like, I mean, yeah, they threw to Camara and yeah, he's an underneath thrower and Michael Thomas is going to add that same element to this team. It's um, the inability to throw a deep ball is going to hurt them long-term. And I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to make of them right now. Still, maybe I need MT and then we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll have a more substantial opinion next week or two weeks down the line, but yeah, this Saints team, I don't know. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks win this division. Uh, not handedly, but I, I imagine the Bucks are definitely going to win this division by the end. Do you feel the same way? Do you feel the same way on that, Brandon, that the Bucks are going to win this division? Is your mic kind of glitching out a little bit? Is your mic good, man? All right. Sorry about that. Just had to take care of a few things there. Um, but do you, do you feel like the Bucks are are the team here uh, that are going to win this division? Yeah, um, I think I believe Antonio Brown probably will end up being the guy to like solidify. Um, but even without, he already has such a stacked team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, let's get to a few more games here before we finish up. Colts and Lions, finally, Phillip Rivers throwing the ball better? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it feels good. He looked a little bit better. I don't have much really to say about this game because I didn't really catch a bunch of it. Yeah, I'll say this. I think that this is the kind of Phillip Rivers game we need to move along, move forward. Um, and ultimately, I think that's going to benefit the Colts long term. This defense is the real deal. They're a top five defense. Uh, they're a team that should find potentially their way to win this division, considering how the division looks and the Titans have had a few rough games to get to next. But Colts have a chance to win this division. I don't know how competitive they'll be in the playoffs, but um, if if uh, if this man plays like he normally does, or, or as he should, I should say, in Phillip Rivers, uh, this team's much better off. Titans, Bengals, um, stock selling on the Titans. Are we selling some stock? Yeah, I definitely think I am. I mean, I told you a couple weeks ago, like, they're not, they're like a fake 5 0. Um, I just didn't, I, I don't, even before this game, I just didn't trust it. 
Um, and I think it's a big win for the Bengals. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, this Bengals offense is just electric with Joe Burrow. I mean, they might be throwing the ball a little bit too much with him, <laughs> but um, this offense is just extremely electric and fun to watch every week. And it's tough for any defense to handle, I think, uh, especially moving forward. Indeed. Raiders Browns. Can we talk about the weather? <laughs> what was that? Um, that was really a massively weird weather game that we probably can chalk up as a nothing, basically, because the weather was just so bad. <laughs> like, it was just a strange game because of the weather. Yeah, to me, it basically came down to the weather. Yeah. And then uh, Chiefs-Jets, again, we mentioned the Chiefs before. I mean, uh, the Chiefs are just rocking and rolling. Um, it doesn't really matter other than that. Um, that's pretty much it. And then we got Bucks Giants tomorrow, which shouldn't be that entertaining. But we went through, I think we pretty much went through everything. Uh, who's your fantasy star MVP for the week? We got a, we got a Seahawk that performed really well. We got a lot of pretty good options. Who, who do you have as your MVP? Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins defense. Ooh, that's a good pick. I am going to, you know, you could take Dalvin Cook. You could take, uh, you could take Devontae Adams. I'm, I'm going to go DK Metcalf, 40 points. I mean, back-to-back weeks where one of their receivers gets 40 points. They're a tough offense in fantasy just because you don't know who's going to pop off. Uh, but Tyre Lockett popping off for 40 last week, DK doing it again. Uh, I'm going to take DK Metcalf this week. All right, Brandon, good show as always. Yeah. Uh, we will. I will post this up uh, Monday morning, so that should be good for all of you uh, Sounds good. to enjoy. And uh, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you guys back on Friday.